Welcome into From the Nosebleeds. That's Zach Bryan on WOGL. Listen to him. And Cheyenne with my, my mother's my ring on your hand. The storm is upon us, and I'm singing okay. some country tunes. Wrong Welcome lyrics. into uh, From the Nosebleeds. Uh, it's a beautiful day. and uh, It is a beautiful day. Yeah, don't let it get away. And Taylor Cardatis is in studio, finally, to replace the ailing uh, a Jake. Um, we but wish you. There's nothing wrong with Jake. No, nothing at all. We wish you a speedy recovery. <laughs> By the way, if you want to know what the hell is wrong with Jake, go to Twitter, at Talking215, and look at the pinned tweet. But anyway, uh, Patrick's here in studio. Taylor's here in studio. Vince is not, but that's okay. He's with us in spirit. What's well, up, Vince? I'm still here. Yeah, you're, I know I know you're still here, Vince. Clearly. <laughs> you said I'm here in spirit. You're for, yeah, but you're in. Oh my God, <laughs> how could you be so dense? I'm talking. Never mind. But uh, Vince, um, listen, we're gonna start off talking about uh, the situation in Russia right now with the coup <laughs> and everything going on. And uh, yeah, let's talk about the Russian civil war. Just today. real quick, just because it's you know it's a slow time in in uh, sports. Um, do you trust Putin? Just yes or no, and then we're gonna move on. Um, I think that hot take. I'll stand on the side of I'm not on. I'm on. I'm against Putin. I don't trust Putin. Okay. All right. I hot will take. say one thing about Putin. Why does he beat every uh, uh, defender in hockey whenever he plays? They certainly just don't let him win and let him do well. I'm just if saying. You ever, if you ever actually watched, like, I th- I'm pretty sure you can watch clips of him playing and it's so funny. Dude, people are so afraid of him, which is weird to me because, you know, he seems like a reasonable guy. He nah, only he kills, would, like, journalists like, he and shit. Everybody. Yeah, no, he, he's a very murderous, very murderous troll. And speaking of authoritarian dictators, uh, Rob Thompson's lineup tonight, absolutely <laughs> horrendous. No Marsh. No Marsh. No Stott. No Stott. After wait, Marsh just had two homers yesterday. Wait, that happened yesterday? Yeah. One day ago, Brandon Marsh hit two home runs in a game? He must have exerted yeah. himself too much. Yeah, you think he ran around too much and then his little swamp hair got, you know, tired? or and It was it because was he got soaked last night, so they really soaked him at the end of the game. Yeah, I saw that. And that he probably caught a cold. Is I that mean, like, okay, so this might turn into an IL thing <laughs> before I attack Rob. Dude, this is like the prime example of analytics, like getting in someone's head too much. Because I don't I, listen. I don't know what analytics are telling him to not play Marsh, but like anyone with any common sense would say this dude just listen. He started off the year scorching hot. He cooled down a little bit, and it looks like he's starting to turn the corner again now. And he just had a huge, huge game. And why are you sitting him the following day? Uh, I, that's a great question, and the answer is j- there is no answer. I mean, it's just moronic. Is there a lefty on the mound today? Yeah, there is. Because there was a lefty on the mound yesterday. But here's the thing: <laughs> like, the lefty right. on the mound he, he today. Runs. The lefty on the mound today for Chicago is Philly's legend Drew Smiley. Who? <laughs> funny story, real quick about Drew Smiley. I I had zero recollection of him being on the Phillies until we, me and Pat were at Barnaby's one time, and he was pitching in the the game in Iowa. What the hell do they call that thing? The uh, the, the, uh, the Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams game. One, yeah. yeah. And I look up, and it says Smiley on the screen. And O'Leary just casually goes, oh, yeah, former Philly's great, like, and starts laughing. And I was like, he was not on the Phillies, dude. Like, you can't. <laughs> he was. I know Drew Smiley well. He's been around forever. That guy was not on the Phillies. Sure enough, did, he was. And I got actually, blasted in the goddamn group chat. <laughs> How did you not pay attention to the 20, like, 13 rotation? Didn't Smiley have, like, a nice, like, quick little stint after he, had, he, he right played, after he like, left the Phillies? three games, I think, and then got hurt. And then spent the rest of the season on the IL, if I remember correctly. Vince, I'm not sure like what he did after Philadelphia, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had massive success after leaving here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's just what happens. Who who was it? Charlie Morton just mm-hmm. turned into this, you know, phenom like great pitcher 
after he left Philadelphia? Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, you but, know who's one guy we could talk about that actually was like highly projected and then left Philadelphia and hasn't amounted to anything for a number of reasons? Sixto Sanchez? Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently Can't he's fat now. I he think has, Jake, yeah. Jake was saying that. I yeah. remember that was like a very big like, oh my God, like that's a huge like farm system loss and like he has amounted to nothing. Well, I mean, you could say the so same nice. with uh, Jorge Alfaro too. I mean, this guy's been sure. bouncing around. Like, that, dude, he's on the Rockies now. <laughs> I was randomly watching the Rockies game last night because, you know, I was kind of stoned and bored after work. And I, I, I'm looking at this guy rounding the bases and he pulls up to second with a double or some shit. I'm like, dude, that guy looks fucking familiar as fuck. And then the announcer goes, and Jorge Alfaro is... I'm like, dude, what is it, happening? This it like, comes off as, like, being a hater, but it's just so nice to see when a guy leaves Philly and, like, doesn't become great. Well, you can't really say that about the um, Angels outfielder that we traded. Um, he's now on the Angels, um, and we traded him for a guy that's no longer in the organization. Uh, his name is Mickey Rourke. Mickey Moniak. That's the one. Jesus Christ. Are you... Okay. No, dude, I'm wow. being sarcastic because this is a fucking disaster. I have to sit down and watch this guy fucking hit tanks every single night in L.A. He's been ass. With teammates with fucking, <laughs> he's teammates with Shohei Otani, with Mike Trout, and he's going to lead that Angels team to the promised land. This is, a bit of a, this is a bit of a side tangent here, but I think it's a good topic because you just brought up the Angels. And I posed this question in our group chat. And I want to hear a more like, uh, I want to hear more of an answer from you guys. Out of the four major sports in America, or oh, you God. can even, I guess, broaden it. Who cares, though? Is Shohei Otani the best athlete in the world? Yes. He's got to be. He's got to be. I mean, like, who, I would like, say, oh, I don't think LeBron can hit a baseball. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, in in the in retro in retrospect of their own sport, like, I would say Otani, Mahomes, Connor McDavid, like, they're all oh, up there. Oh, if you're saying, Otani, like, out of. Like, are you saying out of all the sports combined or, like, just like in I'm, their respective sports? I'm saying in their respective sport. Oh, yeah, it's Otani. you think yeah. is the best? Ass- yeah, it's got to be Otani. I mean, I mean just- No, 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 but here's the thing about Otani that, that, that... You might be onto something there, Taylor. We don't know yet. I mean, he can't shoot free throws and shoot around. Right now, I don't think a basketball player is even in the top three because, like, I think, like, I just I just mentioned my top three would probably be Otani, McDavid, and Mahomes. But here's the thing with Otani that a lot of people aren't talking about. Giannis is up there. We might be witnessing the greatest baseball player to ever exist, period. And no, I don't, and no one cares. And no, nobody cares. I, it's Babe Ruth. I don't, no, it's I don't not. Know the, I don't Babe know the exact numbers. I don't know the exact statistics, but isn't Otani like having one of the greatest statistical baseball seasons of all time right now? Well, I mean, yeah, because he's pitching and he's hitting. I mean, he just tossed last night. He tossed 10 strikeouts and he hit two home runs. And he's got tw- a league leading 27 home runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, we are witnessing like greatness. Like like literally you t- I mean, that that term generational talent's thrown around a lot. This guy is like an alien. He, like he like uh, he's not like human. Illegal alien? No, this I think is, he's legal. Shohei Otani is like a once in a century <laughs> athlete. Like What'd you one, say? one not even he's once in a century athlete. Oh yeah, dude. I mean like Here's the weird thing. Like, the Angels have Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth on their team, and they can't, like, get to the playoffs. Well, it's one Is of that my fucking favorite, insane? It's one of my favorite memes in sports where it's like, uh, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout did something that hasn't been done since the 1920s, and the Angels lose 8-4. to four. Yeah, and, like, strong-arm, tongue-in-his-mouth Doyle or whatever the fuck it's called. Like Tung- Strong-arm, tungsten Doyle. Yeah, yeah. My cousin. I, but, like... It never, it never fails. Like 
I, I don't know, dude. I, hopefully Otani at least like gets out of there. I know Mike Trout has kind of become a sellout and like you know took all that money to. Stay you know there. where he's I mean, going, right? Where? Steve Cohen. Uh, maybe. Uh, did you see Steve Cohen is like hosting a press conference for the uh, fans? I watched the press conference. Uh, oh, did it already happen before I came here? Yeah. And here's the thing. Okay. I have a couple. Cohen. T- yeah, Cohen. No, I, yeah, I'm Cohen. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's Taylor, you quit on us and you're back. To, I forget the euphemisms, but whatever. Um, yeah, I am Cohen because this guy is <laughs> at least. Oh, you're a Mets fan he's, now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of the owner. Yeah, sure. I, I nah, think he's. You can't. You can't. I think you have to be upfront with your fan base when disasters are striking. And he was pretty honest and it was kind of brutal. He said, listen, I mean, he did the whole, like, you know, the season's not over yet and all shit like that. But he was like, listen, I might have to sell at the trade deadline and shit like that. And he was like, you know, we are very disappointed with where we are. I'm mad at all the players, pretty much. They're all underperforming. They're all, like, not making plays. And it's like, dude, have you not watched the Mets over the last, like, I don't know, 30 years? This is what they do, but, They should trade us Pete Alonso for nothing. Yeah, I mean, nah, I would take Alonzo. Yeah. But it's also like getting Pete Alonzo would be just extending Reese Hoskins, pretty much. They're the same player virtually. Except mm-hmm. Pete can play first base a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, they're power hitters that can't hit for average. But anyway, I think this, the Cohen press conference was actually pretty good. At least he has the balls to go to the press when, you know, his team is in shambles. Like, to me, that takes balls. I, I agree. I agree. I mean... I feel like there's not a lot of that kind of stuff, especially from owners, as far as like that much transparency. To When's just, like, the last time you like... heard the Oakland Athletics uh, owner call a, a press conference? Well, whoever that owner is, I don't even know the person's name. They're just like a big piece of shit. So I think it's Jonah Hill. <laughs> I think that's no, it's not. No, you're getting that confused with uh, Moneyball. Oh yeah, it's the same shit though. Have you ever seen Moneyball, Seamus? Yeah, I've watched it. It's a great movie. <laughs> no, you definitely no, haven't. I have. Well, the way you said that was like such a that lie. was the, that was the yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I've been immunized. <laughs> that no, was my, exactly what that was. No, I actually have witnesses because what, sh- I don't. I don't know your film acumen here. Actually, I do know that it's not the greatest. Passion like, of the Christ. What, what would you World guys, Trade Center? United ninety three. I'll look this up to you and Pat. Also. Jesus what and change. Uh, What's the best Stigmata. baseball movie? What's that? What's the best baseball movie to you guys? Uh, let. <laughs> I don't know, man. The ones with Charlie Sheen don't do anything for me. Uh, they really I, don't. What, what are I, those I, ones I, called? Major League? Uh, which one does it? I forget which one is Sheen. I mean, the I seven of them about. do. But I, I, my all-time favorite baseball Major movie League? is Bench Warmers. Bench Warmers is great. That's Ooh, my all-time yeah. favorite. The Sun I, is not a monster. <laughs> it's not a monster. But if we're, we're if we're counting like Major League, let's say let's say like Major League movies. Um. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like Bull Durham. <laughs> well, kind of. I don't, I don't like, not even. Just, I don't actually like that. I don't, I don't know. I'll watch it. To, I don't want to limit us to major league movies because I think my number one answer in Muddy my Ducks. is the Sandlot. Oh, the Sandlot. Well, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. If, we're, if we're just doing baseball in general, it's going to be Sandlot. But, but, and like, I, Benchwarmers, like classics. I mean, Moneyball money is up there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I was blackout drunk when I watched that. My brother forced me to watch so, it. So, so he, so he hasn't watched it. No, I did, but like I did. You don't remember it. I, I so remember. I was right. You I did give an Aaron Rodgers answer. I remember also, Jonah Hill being fat as fuck, and then just them talking the about numbers and players that I recognize from the past. I don't know. There's angels in the outfield, Field of Dreams, uh, Forty Two. What's the, what's the one? What's the one with the kid where I he, mean, like, Forty Two was good, but it was like kind of depressing when they talked about Philadelphia. 
Well, it's sadly, it was a realistic depiction of what Jackie Robinson went through when he came here. But that movie was amazing. You know, a great performance by the late, great Chadwick Boseman. Oh. Yeah, pour one out for the departed homie. Oh, uh, anyway, but yeah, there's a couple good baseball movies. But uh, Moneyball. What's the sure What's there. the one with the kid where he breaks his arm and then, like, becomes able to throw, like, 100 miles an hour? Is that Rookie of the Year? Yeah, 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 <laughs> what? yeah But I kind of want to watch yeah, yeah. it. So it's, I don't think it's I one of the that. dumbest movies I've ever seen in my Is life. Is that the one with... Uh, one, hold on, I'm going to look this up. Go, keep talking. So basically, this kid is like playing little league, sucks, breaks his arm, and can suddenly throw a hundred miles an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I of the think way I've it gets set. I think I have seen that. And so, like the like the Cubs sign him because he's like a oh, huge. Oh yes, Cubs I fan. did watch this. That, that I liked it. And then in, in like the most important game of the season, he like re breaks his arm somehow. And yeah, like yeah. Has to like lob it over, and he strikes out the big fat guy that's on the Mets. Oh fuck! Basically, yeah. Daniel Vogelbach. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Major Vogelbach. League is the one with Charlie Sheen, Seamus. Major League, right? There's like seven of them. I'm pretty sure. That I do not know. I think there's uh, like there at are, least two. Three, put it that way. There's three. Of them. Three. Yeah, that's three too many. <laughs> that's three too many. Charlie I mean, Sheen like should not be in any sports movies. Uh, why? Because he has AIDS. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't even know if he has AIDS. I don't know if he has AIDS or HIV. Probably both. Taylor, queue up uh, Streets of Philadelphia, please. <laughs> By the way, that movie was actually fucking good. Sad, but good. The I've Tom Hanks is Dying of AIDS movie never called Philadelphia. It. Very good. And uh, yes, I only watch it because Streets of Philadelphia was in it, but <laughs> it was <laughs> actually a very good making, movie. This conversation is making me want to go watch all these baseball movies I haven't seen in a while, like Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, I mean, Angels... All right, so here's the thing with movies like that. They, like, they're fun when you're like a little kid, but then, but then they become an issue when you're like an adult because then you start to cry. And you and believe like, in ghosts. Yeah, yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, like what if this is real? And like certainly this is possible. And then you just realize that it's it's not true. But like movies like that just are. You might as well hook up nostalgia directly into my veins yeah. because it's just so like especially the Sandlot. The Sandlot's one of my favorite movies of all time just because I loved it when I was young. The fat like, kid. I mean, the fat kid makes it. That was just like something you wanted to do with your friends every summer, just like grab some mitts and go play baseball at some local field. Like it was just, shame it's a shame. Yeah, I it's couldn't afford how, mitts though when I was. It's a, a kid. shame how bad they slaughtered that movie with the second one. Yeah, that and second movie is horrible. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, yeah. I, Didn't they make a whole series out of it too? Ah, uh, that like I third, do not know, like, but I I wouldn't fucking doubt it. Does the Glory Days music video count as a baseball movie? No. Oh. Well, that would be my number one if well, it did count. Well, if we're count. counting that, you might as well count uh, Twilight because there's a baseball scene in that as well. No, I wouldn't know. I've never seen Twilight. I unfortunately have. Why? Dude, you, you, wait, you didn't like you didn't like Twilight? Wait, there's slap. three. There's three Sandlot movies. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I mean, then, and then I think they did one where all of them are like older or something. Oh, oh kind of like what Nickelodeon did with the Rugrats, all grown up. Yeah, I actually really liked all grown up. Or like you know how they do American Pie reunion. Yeah, or like my, f- I think my big fat Greek wedding had I like just a thing know like what 30 years later. I just want to know what inspired uh, the people who were in charge of making this movie to do a sequel to The Sandlot 12 years later. Money. Well, money. and, it, and like 12 years. Money. Because like the next like, generation became also infatuated with that movie. Money. And money. Yeah, I guess. All right. Cash well, anyway, rules everything enough, around me. Yes. We spent enough yes. time money. So I think we we I know uh, oh, we mentioned before bears. It, it's a right. slow like time in sports right now, but we can't like do a podcast without at least addressing for a second the the dumb uh, rich people that died on the on the Titanic thing. Like, the, all right, here's my take on that. I don't like to see anyone die ever 
because I don't wish death upon anyone because it's so unknown. And, but, death upon you. and it might hurt. I wish I wish death upon you every but, day. But rich people should stop doing rich people shit because I don't feel bad for any for any of those people really, except for the 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 son. Well, I think the best part about it was the guy that built the submarine. Like knew it wouldn't work. Yeah, there was a bunch of issues. Like, yeah. like fired, they were known. He and fired then, employees who presented yeah. uh, problems. And, and but right. the other thing too is apparently they had done multiple uh, ventures down and it had worked the first couple times. Yeah, but there were st- so like they the, got lucky. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But like, how stupid can you no, be? No, very stupid. Like, how stupid can you be? And this has sparked if people smarter than you are. Like, hey, don't do this. No, I know. And and this has sparked an entire ridiculous debate. Um, on regulations for, for shit like this, like for fucking submarine regulations, you have people that are saying, no, like, like that's too much government. Oh, it's too much government to try to protect people from, uh, I don't know, dying when they're trying to fucking sightsee the yeah, fucking I, I, Titanic, which is a dumb idea, by the way. I mean, anyway, not who just, gives a not fuck? Just but any rich schmuck with some money should be able to build their own submarine and like take people down to the depths. No, of the and, and that's why there should be regulations for shit like that. Hey, guess you what, a- buddy? You, hey, hell yeah, brother. The guy, ah, uh, small government. Well, when you're driving past a construction site. Do you want to know why those people aren't dying be- because of heavy machinery? Because there's fucking regulations, dude. Like, sometimes that yeah, works I don't, I don't to protect that. people. I, I know. In Dan McGuckin's <laughs> case, who gives a fuck? I mean, like, <laughs> I, you, you don't really want my opinion on this. It's too. No, I, I kind of don't, but well, also. We'll all be shocked by your opinion, Vince. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slow news week, man. Lay it on us. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it's one of those situations where, like, if I fucking died at the bottom of the ocean, none of those rich people would give a f- – they would even think about it for another second. Vince, and also, Vince, like – You know I order- love you, right? What? Is it bad that I just laughed at the thought of you just no. dying it's, at the bottom okay. of an ocean? We, we've all thought about Do they keep me dying the top? at the bottom of uh, the I don't know, but <laughs> I, I could see one of us, like, 30 years down the road, like, going fishing Not and, like, mention, just like, finding Vince's, you know – dead body you wouldn't you know i i subscribe to the, the, to the phrase, well i would know by the maga hat <laughs> uh yeah right i subscribe to the phrase you know like eat the rich and all that stuff and uh a lot of people claim to be that and be like very anti-billionaire but then they're like guys come on these are people it's like bird you think eat the rich what do you think that means yeah right no i mean the, uh, I, don't, I don't know you cannot there Maybe is no the possible way Canada's. in the world to become a billionaire without exploiting and hurting mm. people so i don't really care for now Gates. i do feel bad for that one guy's son i mean who did steve cohen hurt i mean do we know besides new york Mets fans yeah yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> besides like an entire borough of new york city but no nah, well, I, I, I mean you. he's actually one of the only good things about that team he yeah. at least tries yeah he tries but yeah the, the whole submarine thing is just bizarre uh if Listen, I love the From the Nosebleeds audience, so if you're watching this, do me a favor. No matter, like, how bad you want to, like, go see the fucking Titanic, I, I mean, I wouldn't go, go I wouldn't go inside of a submarine unless, like, you're going with people that know what the fuck they're doing, but I wouldn't go, period. This opens us up to, like, a larger conversation, but how insane people have become. Like, they weren't even... They had no. They were still lost. No one knew if they were alive or dead. And people are tweeting, "Wow, I can't wait for the documentary about this." It's like, what are we doing? Well, my and favorite you- thing ever is you know corporate media like having an absolute field day with this. And the funny thing is, 
There the was countdowns a countdowns on the news. There, there the was countdowns till they've run out of oxygen. There was the a news. whistleblower that came out that like worked in like Washington or some shit or for the military and said, "Oh yeah, we like heard an explosion like three days ago." So yeah. like the whole thing was <laughs> that just that was awesome. It was a media like frenzy for ratings, and like you mentioned, fucking CNN and other news networks had countdowns to when the fucking oxygen was going to run out. Yeah. Another thing about the news in this situation is I heard a lot of like a news anchors. The fake like, news. They're saying like worst case scenario, they imploded on their way down. It's like that's <laughs> the worst case scenario. Uh, uh, when the other option is that they're somewhere on the bottom of the ocean, freezing in a tiny submarine with no power where they can't stand, they can't see. There's probably shit, piss, throw up everywhere, and they're just waiting to die. That's the better option. I mean, that option yeah. pretty much describes being a Philadelphia Phillies fan. But yes, uh, yes. I, I, I mean, it's I just, just. I thought that was an insane. Oh, worst case scenario, they imploded, bro. That is by far the better of the two options. If you have to choose, I mean, Vince, which way you're gonna die, Vince? Like you pretty much just described Seamus's room. So I think he'd thrive there, honestly. Do you think I would thrive in the yellow <laughs> submarine? Yeah, Seamus would thrive in a. No powered vessel at the bottom of the ocean floor. No, I think I would literally have a heart attack due to like <laughs> fear. Like I think I would just combust spontaneously. I don't think you would. I, I don't think, think I would. It's not possible. I know. I I would be the first. I also <laughs> just saw today that there's some company that is willing to do like some kind of quote unquote like space tour for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Someone's like up round two, round fucking two, baby. Well, that'd be kind of sick, actually. I'd do that. <laughs> I mean, why? Like, I, like, Spears is awesome. Why, like, why are people so interested in like going to visit the Titanic? Because they're bored and they're rich. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, pretty much. Like, like dude, like, do something. Go buy a baseball they're team. Bored and they're rich. Go buy something. Yeah, but they already probably own a the bunch worst. Of teams. No, no, no. The, <laughs> the most places, confusing probably. part about this Titanic thing is like, not only oh, why are they so interested in it? If you look at how that submarine works. There are no windows. They wouldn't have even been able to see it. It would have just been on a screen. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That's what you have the cameras outside for. But it would have just been on a screen. Yeah. You could, at that point, just fucking Google it. I mean, that to me is like if I went to like a like a Springsteen show and just stood outside like the Psycho Taylor Swift fans did, like that's like not like good enough for me. Like I would have to like if I'm yeah, going but you down. Could say you've been there. But if I'm going if, down when to, you're at your when you're at your rich person brunch the next week. And uh, no, all your friends Titanic. are saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I did this, I did this. You could say, well, I, I went to the Titanic. I mean, like. What did like, you guys do this week? Would that impress anybody? Well, James, like James, yeah, James Cameron yeah. can I'd James Cameron can say that. James Cameron goes to the fucking Titanic like once a month. I don't even know who the hell that is. Uh, the serious? director of the movie The Titanic. Oh. And among other blockbusters. Oh. Rich yeah, guy. he's like one of the greatest directors ever. And he's like, he's like a Titanic super fan. I know Spielberg I, he, and Scorsese, all right? That's James Cameron, it. actually, this week, you know, they asked him about it, and he was, like, talking about, like, he couldn't believe the similarities between uh, this submarine thing and the actual Titanic because the captain ignored multiple, like, people telling him not to do this. I'm sure he took uh, great joy in that. Fu funny enough, the fucking name of the submersive was Titan, which is, like, come on, dude, you're really just playing with fire there. A little well, bit also, James Cameron said that he knew the guy, and the guy had asked him multiple times about going down, and he was like, don't do it. Well, the yeah. name of yeah. <laughs> like, well, the name James of the, Cameron, uh, of, the Cameron, oh, of the submarine sorry. being Titan is like being comfortable going boarding an airplane that's called World Trade Center bound. 
It's like, <laughs> uh, like you know what I mean? Like you twin can't. Twin tower. The two airplanes called the twin towers. Yeah, like you can't exactly. Like you can't. You can't. James do it, Cameron man. also said he's been doing the math and he has spent more time on the Titanic than the captain on the Titanic. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just fun. <laughs> that whole thing was just fucking bizarre. <laughs> Seamus, you'll actually appreciate the crossover here. A video like came out. I guess it like resurfaced. Cause I don't think it's like anything new. But James Cameron was doing an expedition of the Titanic. And there's a video of him surfacing and opening the latch to get out. And someone informs him that 9-11 just happened. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That is phenomenal. Like, that's good, like, from the nosebleeds content, you know? Are you you got to become a Titanic guy now. I, I, I just don't even – first of all, I don't even think it happened. Second of all, my dad told me it didn't happen. Second, <laughs> Well, then delve into that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It Do your own happened. research. But, I mean, like, here's the thing, like – I don't care about it. <laughs> like, is that bad? Like, I, I just don't care. It was a great movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. I I was forced to watch that movie, you too. You probably loved it, though, because there was a naked woman in it. Yeah, she's fine still, <laughs> and he looks like shit, but whatever, nowadays. Leo? Yeah, Leo looks horrible. No, he doesn't. He's fat as fuck now. Leonardo DiCaprio is still pulling 20. Yeah, he can pull whatever he wants. He's a multi-contributor. Okay. All I'm saying is that he had his better days in the past. Looks wise. Now, if he gets surgically operated on, a la Kardashians, then he would look better. Well, he also is like probably one of those guys that can just work out a ton for a movie and look ripped again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so. just about the flabby body. It's more so about he's aged a bit. And that, that doesn't sit well with me. Shameless body shaming is hilarious. I mean, like, dude, like, <laughs> you like look better for yourself. You have the money. You have the resources. Just try to be better. Is that your excuse? I don't have money and I don't have resources, so <laughs> that's why I look like this. That's why I'm on the radio, Taylor. That's why we're on the radio right now. This isn't the radio. It's not. <laughs> My life I guess is you a could lie. Technically, play this through a radio if you had Bluetooth or some kind of. Player. Oh, I do that all the time to pretend <laughs> I'm on the radio, all the time. This before, or after you shower and aftershave. Uh, before Taylor thinks that I smell. O'Leary can't smell it. Yeah, I've COVID. Oh, he's got COVID, so that explains I that. Can, I can smell him from the other side of the room still. I'm Taylor, not kidding. Like, are de- I might also just be desensitized to it because he does this like every time we go out. Not with the shaving cream. So the shaving cream's a I can, new one. I can smell like little hints of it. I mean, aftershave. But like, I think that's just like his normal scent when we go out. Yeah. Well, like, that when he showed up, When he showed up on Saturday, that's all I smelled. Yeah. And then I well, kept that drinking was the cologne. and forgot. That was the cologne. <clears throat> that was the cologne. That wasn't the aftershave. I didn't have the aftershave on Saturday. <laughs> All right, let's just, you know, let's dot our T's and cross our eyes. Vince kind of looks like he wants, wants to kill himself right yeah. now. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm just tired. I, Vince I looks like a... he's FaceTiming like a potential, like, mate. Like, he's got that what? look on his face like, hey, what's up, Christina in Taiwan? What's this going not, on? Yeah, I would try to look better. I'd also be wearing a hat and my current state of my hair is in the awkward phase. Uh, it's getting weird. Should we, tell, should we tell Taylor over here about the bet that we made last week? About James Harden? The, the craziest fucking bet <laughs> yes. anyone's ever made against me. Vince, so, why don't you explain it, or it's Pat, explain it to Taylor. <laughs> so Seamus so bet that James Harden will be top three in MVP voting by the end of the season. What? And if not, he will shave his head. Yes. Bald. I, I will do that. Bald. Yes, bald. bald. Yep, we are. And I'm not going to... Unlike like, Vince. Yeah, Vince <laughs> didn't go through with the whole operation. Uh, Seamus, this this is just you just want to shave your head then, don't you? No, I mean I don't want to look like a member of the Ninth Reich or whatever. Then but why like, in the world would you make this bet? Because I because he's gonna pussy out. I, I just wanted <laughs> I just wanted prove to the people that I have brass balls. All right, balls 
of a brass man. You don't got to prove anything to anybody, man. Ma, I want to do it because I want to do it. Gonna... What's it James... to you, dude? If, you, if you're so confident that I'm going to lose, then you shouldn't be questioning my, my methods. What do I get if I win besides you shaving your head? Just that? Is that not joy enough? Well, what yeah, do I, I get if I fucking win? That's, uh, that's cool Vince, Vince has to shave his head. No, no. I want him to streak. Go streaking. Uh, that's a crime. That's not a crime, dude. That, that's not a crime. Depending Public where you do it. Yeah, yeah. If you go to some liberal town, they'll be all for it. With the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris Democrats, they won't care. Yeah, I guess you're right. If it was a red town, I'm trolling, by the way. a fucking playground would be okay because they're all perverts. Sorry. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, you're do not it in wrong. church. Yeah, do they'll it. love it. Actually, no, here's my challenge. <laughs> if I win, you have to go to mass every Sunday for 700 weeks straight. That's, that's, a, weeks. That's, that's more of a win for my All right, mother. A month. All right. A month. And it's gotta be <laughs> it's say, gotta be the seven hundred weeks is a long ass. It's time. gotta be the traditional Latin mass um <laughs> from the cat from the old school Catholic liturgy. So it's a very and it's gotta be high mass. So the the music's you evolved. To it's gonna make no no no. They call it <laughs> Shamus, high mass you, because of the music. Shamus, if you if you win this bet, I will become an evangelical Christian. Yeah. Well, then you would just, like, run for office and win immediately. So, I mean, like, I don't want you to succeed, brother. But, uh, yeah, I would That's like to see you at a Latin mass, preferably for a week straight or three right. weeks straight. All right, fair. I, I'm kind of cool with anything because James Harden is not finishing top three in MVP voting. Well, I mean, listen, you can take all the copium you want. You can inject <laughs> it into your veins. But uh, it's happening, bud. If, if this somehow happens... It's gonna. Happen. It's gonna be the funniest fucking thing in it's the entire if this, world. If this somehow happens, I officially hate James Harden. <laughs> I thought you already hated James Harden. No, I, I, I obviously voiced my concerns about him last week. Oh. Uh, I've also, doesn't let's kind of transition to Sixers because there's two things I want to talk about. I guess I'll go with James Harden first. Today was the last day he had to opt in or out of his player option, right? Well, he still got time on I've, the clock. I've been at work all day with no. I don't know about you guys. Not to go on a tangent here, but ever since I updated the latest iOS on my fuck my phone, uh, I get this no SIM notification where my SIM card isn't being recognized. So I had to go through the whole day without any connection to the internet, and then it'll randomly turn back on. So I don't know what I missed. James Harden could have died for all I know. He Thoughts did not. Prayers. He did not die in disgrace. Um, but like, if if we're not signing him to a huge like deal. Why would he not just opt into his player option? Well, I think that I think he will. I mean, I don't. I don't. I think I don't think the deadline's passed. Taylor has it to for him to opt in. Has no, it passed? No, no. I didn't know if it was today or tomorrow. I forgot. Uh, but I like, believe it's tomorrow. Listen, at, at this point, if the Sixers gave him a, a big deal, I would be as mad at the Sixers as I've ever been. Because at this point, that's not who. True. Who are you competing with to sign him? No one wants him. Well, I the, ro- the Rockets. You, you wouldn't the, be. The ro- the Rockets came out and said they're not really that interested in giving him all this money because they're trying to, quote, build a new culture with Ime Udoka coming in. Well, I uh, feel like him and Ime would get along, though. But no, so nobody oh, yeah. wants James Harden but the Sixers. Mm. So you are competing on the marketplace with nobody. Vince, do so you forget that Daryl Morey is literally in, infatu- inf- how do you say infatuated? Infatuated with this and fucking Tad guy? And Tad Brown. Don't forget about I, Tad Brown. And Tad Someone, Brown. I heard on another podcast, someone summed it up like, Dalaro Mori seems like he's incapable of doing business with people that he doesn't know. I mean, which is why, which is why he just signs all the fucking Rockets players. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, listen, I, we can go back to underdog sports. All right. I've been saying <laughs> Mori's a fraud. Fraud. Uh, but, 
that wasn't even my point. My point if he if he gives James Harden a big deal, yes. I want him fucking fired. I think right he's away. I don't think like, he's gonna give him a huge deal, but I think no, he's gonna give him way more money than he deserves. It should not be He'll get him like a three thirty mil. I don't know. Yeah, it shouldn't probably. be anything Just like crazy because <laughs> it shouldn't be anything crazy because you're competing with. Nobody. Oh wait, Vince, like, you, no is your phone that. still messed up? Uh, no, it's good now. Okay, because I just got an alert that Harden just hired Tobias Harris's father okay. to negotiate perfect, with perfect the Sixers. Transition. Yeah, perfect and transition. Crumble Cookies are involved. Because uh, the next comment I wanted to talk about for the Sixers was Tobias Harris. Uh, addressing Tobias the, Harris, Harris. Addressing Harris. the trade rumors that are circulating around him and, you know, as they've been for the last couple of years. And he said, quote, casual Sixers fan, they trade me for a crumble cookie. Yeah, that that doesn't sit well with me. Um, I I can actually confirm yeah. that if it meant getting his contract off the books, I would trade him for a crumble yes. cookie. I, I yes. don't think that he was saying it like I I I I just don't like the way he said it. To be uh, honest, well, I mean it's, 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 it's true it's though. I think he wants to be traded. But like calling the fans casuals because they want him traded, it's like, bro, like yeah, you did gotta not well fucking, you gotta you gotta look in the mirror, bro. Yeah. Like wanting to get you off of this team on the contract you're on and what you produce is not. Anything close to being a casual, the whole fan base. Find me a section of the fan base that loves Tobias Harris. Like I love Dan's girlfriend. Yeah, Dan's girlfriend. Yeah, besides for our friend, Dan's, Dan's girlfriend's girlfriend. a big Tobias Harris fan. That's it. She's like the. Face <laughs> She's the only one. No, but like I'm being like so calling the fans that want you gone casuals is basically saying the whole fan base. Our casual. Hold on, I'm texting bro, like, Dan. We're talking about his girlfriend uh, on the about, podcast. What was it? A week ago, Tobias Harris's dad had the. Had the nerve to call his son an assassin scorer <laughs> who the Sixers haven't utilized properly. Well, dude, assassin I mean, that was one of the funniest I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut him a break considering he literally just, you know, gave his family generational money, generational wealth because of his uh, strong negotiation skills, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I give Toby's dad a pass. I mean, that's an insane fucking thing to say. But Dude, this the, MB- the, the casual fan thing coming out of Tobias's mouth kind of just didn't sit well with me. Well, I don't I mean, know it's, why. it's annoying because it's like if you're if you're literally like, hey, we should trade Tobias. It's nothing personal. It's more so he's getting paid way more money than he's worth. And he should know that. And and listen, yeah. he's he's going to defend no, himself, yeah, but, which he did. He said, listen, I play every day. You know, uh, you know, but I, there's no reason to like throw that jab in there. No, there isn't. And for people that have tried to support you for the last fucking four years. Yeah. And of course, he doesn't admit. You know, he doesn't own up to the fact that he has been consistently inconsistent in big moments. Yeah. Outside of very, you know, the first round of the playoffs. Very, very inconsistent. And I free, I don't have the exact uh, the, the tweet on me, but it was uh, like all of his numbers in like the biggest playoff games of each season. And like he has legitimately shit the bed in all of them. He averaged like seven points or something. I mean, he, then, honestly, I think, he fits well with Harden and Embiid in that case. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I think the only like, clutch thing he's ever done here was that Lakers game fucking two years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's the only clutch thing Tobias Harris has ever done as a Sixer. And there, I forget who was talking about it today on the radio, but somebody was like, can you name, like, a Tobias Harris, like, signature playoff moment that's like, wow. There was, like, one three he hit against Brooklyn this year. I was going to say there's, like, a couple corner threes. I guess outside of round one of the playoffs. Yo, can we can we also just talk about like including these Tobias comments with his dad, like how this has been one of the funniest NBA seasons of all time with just all the shit that's happened. Like, let me just like list off some things off the top of my head to you guys this year. Um, Jordan Poole getting knocked out by Draymond Green on video and that video leaking. 
And then um, Jordan Poole getting traded, which and, is yeah, even then, funnier to me. Uh, then, do you remember when, also on Jordan Poole, earlier in the year against the Grizzlies, Jordan Poole took a very bad last-second three to lose the game, yes. and Steph mm-hmm. Curry got so mad, he threw his mouthpiece and got ejected. <laughs> and then in the tunnel, Jordan Poole saw Steph and threw his mouthpiece. Wait, so, I mean, not a banner year for Jordan Poole, I yeah, guess? No, not a not one. Uh, Jimmy Butler with the dreadlocks for the picture. <laughs> that was great. That was hilarious. Um, John Morant in general. John Morant in general. Uh, Zion. Zion in general. Joel Embiid get, getting a Le- fake MVP trophy. Um, Le- <laughs> LeBron getting fouled by Jason Tatum on that last second layup and throwing the biggest temper tantrum of all time. LeBron getting, like, punched in the dick by what's-his-name um, in the wait, fucking and playoffs. Then, Dylan and Brooks. After Le- after LeBron threw that temper tantrum, uh, Patrick Beverly grabbed the camera from a cameraman <laughs> and showed the ref. The Wait, can we talk real quick about Pat Bev and how he's like j- just a complete cartoon character? Like, uh, absolutely. Can, I know, oh, yeah, can we is. like talk about that for I, a little bit? Hear me out. I want wait, him. I want to. He would be fun. No, he would be fun. He would do some. He can't do anything. Oh, I know. But he would just do some <laughs> so drawling right shit. <laughs> he would do drawling shit and like have funny press conferences. And then, like, he's like, basically Montrez Harrell. You like, realize that, right? Oh, yeah, but this is what happened. Like, this is a scenario I could see happening if Pat Bev came to the Sixers. Wash Pat Bev. If he came to the Sixers, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he overheard, like, Allah talking shit on him, like, criti- criticizing his game. And then we get an alert on our phone or scrolling through Twitter that Pat Bev knocked the fuck out of Allah. How do you pronounce his last name? Abdul Nabi. Abdul Nabi. They got into a verbal altercation. That would be like that would make. I thought watching, you said he knocked him the fuck out. Or a verbal altercation. I'll take that back because I don't think Pat Bev's violent, but he's nuts. You know what I mean? So I guess anything could happen. There was there was also uh, Grant Williams. I'm gonna make them both, and then missing yeah. both free throws. Uh, there was Killian Hayes punching uh, Mo Wagner and knocking him out and cleaning him in the back of the head. What about the um, Shannon Sharp debacle? Oh, uh, yeah, where he tried to fight the, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. <laughs> and John Morant's dad. And John Morant's dad, yeah. Rudy Gobert punching Kyle Anderson on the bench. <laughs> Did Carl Anthony Towns do anything stupid um, this, this year? I no, no. So. Although, although he did actually comment on the uh, fight between Ben. I forget who what, he was on a podcast. Oh, he did? Yeah. And somebody asked him about it. He was like, they were like, oh, do you want like a rematch down? He was like, man, I just want to put it out there. That was one of the dumbest things ever. Like, <laughs> um, I literally that, had like three guys on top of me. Like, oh, he's, he's still going to bitch about it. About he's still it. salty about it? Oh, wow, yeah. About oh, yeah. That. I don't blame Kat. him. Cat's got to be better up, than that. I know you brought up Ja, Pat. There was also the I'm fine in the West quote by yeah. Ja. Um, all of the Dylan Brooks shit in the postseason. He's my favorite um, NBA player. And then Anthony, also the Dylan Brooks shit post where they literally yeah, said, like, like no we don't what. want you back no matter what. And that opens No matter the door. If, our, if our entire team dies, and he, we Anthony, don't even want you here's back. Here's the weird thing about that. Not weird because obviously he's a, a menace. But, I mean, dude, he's been with that organization for, like, years now. Yeah. They sort of, like... Not built around him, but they kind of did. No, they didn't. They didn't build around. I mean, him. They, they, they expected kept, him they to kept be, him on the roster. They expected him to be way more, way way better of a player and develop more than he. So that was did. just the last straw. Yeah, there I mean, was also it was that. It was just like he wasn't really he's getting not that past. Good. He wasn't like going to another level. Like, yeah, he, he's a stagnant player. Yeah, he is what he is. You yeah. know, just like Ben Simmons, he is what he is. I am what I am. Uh, is what it is. There, there was also Anthony Edwards saying they got KD, but we got Jaden McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's um, an insane statement. There, there's so many. There have been. There were so many funny ass moments. LeBron telling uh, you who to vote for. Paulo Bancaro versus Dejounte Murray's preseason beef. 
where he oh what did oh I forget, yeah, yeah I forget what Paulo Bancaro called Dejounte Murray. He called him some name, and that was hilarious. Speaking of Bancaro, like, are, am I going to be like an Orlando fan this year? Why they're going to be fun as hell. They're going to be fun to watch. Oh yeah, young players. Orlando probably and, underachieve. Yeah, who will definitely underachieve. But Honestly, I mean, they won't break my heart as much as the Sixers will. Keep keep James Harden away from Houston as well, because they look like they're going to be a fun team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I, mean, I, this, I think they still have a long way to go, though. I mean, they I, no, look, I'm not saying they're going to be good. They're just going to be fun. Like, they added Amen Thompson in the draft and Cam Whitmore, who I don't know how the fuck Cam Whitmore dropped the 20. So this would be, like, what year in the process for us when it was, like, kind of fun, but not really? Uh, definitely. I don't know. MCW I really don't know. MC, Yeah. Yeah, that, MCW yeah. rookie year is, like, a good yeah. comp there. There's going to be a couple, like, good young teams this year like that aren't, like, going to be good, just fun. Like, the, honestly, one that I think could be creeping towards being good is the Thunder. I yeah, mean, they, I they just, like, have a good – I know they didn't win their second uh, play game, but they won a playing game, and they look like they're on the right path. Um, In a shocking uh, turn of events, James Harden is taking his talents <laughs> to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Where I'm going back where it all started. Yeah. I, I could t- dude, that would be funny as shit. Josh just like Giddy fucking and- randomly says that. He, he posts something on Twitter. <laughs> and Oklahoma City's like, no, we don't want you back. Yeah, there are other <laughs> He's sipping on his it. wine. OKC, here I come. <laughs> uh, actually, they don't want your ass. Josh Giddy better, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that'd Josh be hilarious. Giddy and SGA are like one of my favorite like back. Like How SGA do you say the G in SGA? Gilgis. Alexander? Gilgis. Gilgis. Gilgis, yeah. Is it Gilgis? Okay. Dude, that's a perfect You've been band. saying Gilgis this whole time? <laughs> Gilgis, Gilgis. Is Island? I just, I just say SGA. Dude, so. I wish Irishman. He, I wish <laughs> SGA was a Phil. That's the perfect what? Dan Baker oh name. Do it. I mean, I, 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 do it. now I'm getting confused. Just Shea, do it. Gilgis. Shea, Gilgis. Gilgis Alexanders. Dude, perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. Junior. Dude, that'd be perfect. And him and his cousin, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Oh my God, that's even. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me, dude? He's got a Walker involved. Yeah, go ahead. Let me. That's I, a big baseball Nikhil. name. I want to ask you guys a question though about Alajuan. Uh, with the with this uh, another great baseball name. I don't want to be like repetitive name. about this, but like right now, it's looking like the Sixers. Like I, we said this last week. It looks like right now, like kind of unless they trade Tobias, which is looking more and more likely. But like if they just run it back with essentially the same team with a couple different role players. Basically what the team is saying to you is we think that this was all Doc's fault. Do you agree or disagree with that assessment? No, I don't think so. Because I like dude, they they can't move how's that Doc's fault if Daryl Morey can't move Tobias Harris? You know what I mean? Like well, I do think a big part of it was Doc's fault. I don't think it was entirely his fault. I think the players quit. Yeah, I think there's um, your stars. But I do think didn't that show up. a big part of it was <clears throat> Doc not knowing how to fit Joel Embiid and James Harden together. I think a lot of it was him saying to James, you can't be a prolific scorer and a prolific, and Joel Embiid can't be a prolific scorer at the same time. It's like, well, you could call plays for both of them. You could like alternate offense a little bit. You don't have to always just have one of them dribble out the entire clock and then either pass out or shoot it. I'll put it this way. If Nick Nurse gets this team to the Eastern Conference Finals this year with virtually the same roster, meaning Tobias Harris is back, obviously no Tyrese Maxey trade, and Harden's back with Embiid, that would be a huge indictment on Doc Rivers. You know what? Oh, I agree. I just think, like, without the context of what's going to happen in the future, I think it's kind of insane for anyone to think, like, that was all on Doc. Like, yes, he isn't, like, the greatest coach, but, like, and, and I know, O'Leary, you said they quit on him, but, like, 
at a certain point when you're the MVP of the league and James Harden, who like has been looking for a ring forever, and it's the one thing that's holding your back, held you back from being like one of the all-time greats. And he still is, but like it's held him back. Like at that point, like you don't just quit on a coach in fucking yeah. game seven. Tower, what were you gonna say? Eastern Conference second round. Tower wants to weigh in. If Nick Nurse gets the Sixers to the Eastern Conference Finals, I will shave my head. Wow. No, you have to grow your well, hair out. Well, actually, you don't have any hair. <laughs> no, you got to grow your I hair do, out. I have hair. I have to shave it. All right, you have to grow your hair out for three months. No, you have to shave if, your beard. I think is the obvious ooh, answer here. Wait, that to, is to the, a mustache. The, no, no, okay. no, 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 to no. A the entire thing. No, to a mustache. No, the entire thing. No, I, he I, wants I, a mustache. I already, no, but he wants a mustache. Okay, you but can I tell. would. I've never seen his chin. Yeah, I would accept a a mustachian Hitler esque look from you. Oh, I was not, not Charlie Chaplin stash. No. Oh, you got it. <laughs> no, I already said I shaved my head, so. No, nah, yeah, but I go. Yeah, but can we the out of the deal? Can we negotiate here? Mustache. Mustache is fine with me. Vince, mustache? Mustache and mustache? Hair out. Mustache going once? Mustache. All right, cool. That settles um, it. So if the Sixers the make it to the ECF, Taylor will shave the beard. All right. So in honor of James Harden. <laughs> before we run, I want to cir- circle it. All right. What were you going to say, Vince? Uh, we, I mean, we still have a little bit of time here. I just wanted to say, like, that's what you think. I, I thought so. Okay, okay. Um, the NBA finally, in the new CBA, did change that uh, all NBA and all defensive teams will now be uh, uh, positionless, which is a great thing because now, like, Jokic and Embiid could be on the first team together, but, which they should be. But they did implement game like a number of games you have to play in order to get there. So that's the only thing. It's like, yeah, fair it's great that they made Joel screwed. Man. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's never going to make one. <laughs> this right, but like, with, uh, you know, I, I, I personally think that it should have been already kind of in place. Like, yeah, that would fuck my favorite player over. But like, yeah, God, I agree. The best ability is availability, man. Yeah. And also the other um, tangent I wanted to go off on real quick, and this will be my last thing down the show. Uh, did you got? Did, I don't think we talked about this. Did we talk about last week the uh, the Shams NBA draft controversy? No. I think that sports. I think oh, sports oh, gambling. Yeah, this is my overall about. take. I think sports gambling has become too mainstream. I don't think it was ever supposed to be as mainstream as it is now. And the controversy with Shams is that basically, you know, Shams and Woj are the two top guys, and what they say kind of goes. And there were conversations all day and, and the days leading up about mm-hmm. if Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller would be the number two pick, and you can bet on that. And uh, then Shams tweets out that he had been hearing a lot that Scoot Henderson was going number two. And when he tweeted that, the odds skyrocketed on Scoot at number two, and then Scoot went number three. And you might say, oh, well, what responsibility is it of Shams, or how could this be his fault? He works for FanDuel. Mm -hmm. So it opens up the question of, like, did he even hear that report about Scoot going number two? I think clearly he didn't. So Right, I'm just saying, like, it opens up the question of, like, these like these fucking sports insiders and these teams and these leagues, they were. I, I just think that them having partnerships with sports books is such a slippery slope, and like having sports books in these sports arenas. Like, I'm never going to be one of those people to put the tinfoil cap on and be like, oh, it's rigged. But like, how yeah, am I? To, how am I supposed to know when you know the NBA has a partnership with like DraftKings, for example? Hashtag Trump and, new. How am I supposed to know that these refs aren't putting certain guys at the line to get an over-under or putting certain guys in foul trouble to get an over-under on points or whatever? Like, we don't know that they're doing those kinds of – you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I tend to agree with you with that. There's a big conflict of interest there, and uh, it's kind of corrupt as fuck. 
this sham thing kind of like put a spotlight on it, but I, I like the sports gambling, but I just don't think it's it was ever meant to be as mainstream as it is right now. It's I a think, little odd. I think another big thing that comes along with that is obviously you have like all the football guys that are getting punished right now. There was like, I think right. six or seven of them yeah. that are getting punished for gambling on, you know, a couple of them are gambling on uh, team property or like at a hotel or whatever. Um, but I just think it's a lot of bullshit. Like, I understand that they shouldn't gamble on NFL games, but like, you guys are the ones pushing this to be mainstream. They're, right, yeah. like, they're promoting it all over. Yeah, like it's very hypocritical. I I understand. Like, if you say to them, "Don't bet on your own NFL games," right? That's fine. Like, don't be I Pete understand Rose. where you say, "Don't bet on the NFL in general." That's fine. Whatever they might get inside information from another team, um, which also is part of the rules that you're not allowed to disclose insider information, right? Um, but like, who the fuck cares if they're sitting in the locker room betting on a soccer game? No, I agree. Or a baseball. I game? agree. I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. It's totally hypocritical, and you know, it's 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 a it's a fucking stupid topic that we even have to discuss it because yeah. it it is literally like it's not a big deal to me, and I I think to the general public, it's no big deal if a random obscure NFL player bets on an NFL game. Now, I understand not betting against your own team or for your own team or whatever. Like, yeah, I, like get that. I get that. I get that. Like, cause yeah, that uh, comes into play the integrity of the sport thing. But but also these guys that were getting flagged were guys that like didn't play. Yeah, no, I know. So it's <laughs> so like, like, dude, it's like it, I don't give a fuck. For me, at least, like the integrity of the sport is already a little bit in question with the leagues having partnerships with these sports books. Like I just said five minutes ago, we don't know if these refs are doing certain things to make sure guys hit certain numbers. Like, again, I'm not trying to say, oh, the NBA's rigged, oh, the script, blah, blah, blah. I'm but. just saying I could definitely see certain things as like, oh, fuck, you know, this guy's over-under is 30 points. Like, let's make sure he gets to the foul line tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But to wrap up the show real quick, I want to circle back to the Phillies because why wouldn't I do that? This Bryce Harper fella who's getting paid a shit ton of money, $300 million, in fact, or $330 million, in fact, was clearly rushed back from an injury, is clearly not healthy, and clearly has zero power. I mean, there is no power. Bryce Harper without power is not Bryce Harper. I mean, it's just simply not Bryce Harper. Yeah, the two I don't understand the point of making him come back early or allowing him to accelerate his rehab early in literally record fashion from the surgery. And we're all applauding it. And it's like he's not the same player. He is a shell of himself. I mean, the, the batting average paid. is there. But, I mean, what the what, – dude, it, if I have to see this guy, like, fly out to, like, barely the warning track and throw his bat and now he's upset and the whole morale of the team's probably upset because, look, uh, Mr. $300 million uh, can't hit a goddamn home run and he's pissed about it and stupidly gets ejected from a game the other day, which is fucking – uncalled for um because he's frustrated that he can't hit a fucking home run then i don't know like this team's like like kind of fucked that bryce harper can't hit home runs so i mean is he going to is this going to be an extended thing or is he about to climb out of it i don't know but it's it's not good right now i think he'll come around eventually i mean he's definitely one of those type of players that like has the talent we know he can do it I think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's. I think it's. I they, I do think they rushed him back a little bit. I think so too. But I also think they saw how big of a hole they were in with how they were playing, and the only thing that kind of sparked the lineup a little bit at that time was him coming back. Sure. I mean, I understand why they did it. I guess. Mm -hmm. 
But it's like looking back, like I mean, this yeah. guy has no power. Especially when you have him for what the next nine years. Like, yeah. Why would you? Why would you risk further injury I, or <laughs> even like prolonging this current injury? Yeah. The, to just like give a spark to a team that doesn't necessarily need it right then and there. And they oh. won five to what? Five to one last yeah. night. And the offense has been coming around a little bit as of late, but it's mostly this team is mostly being carried. I can't even believe I'm saying this by fucking starting pitching. This team is being carried by starting pitching. Ranger Suarez is elite. I mean, he's an ace. I mean, like, what can I say? He's performing he's like an ace. Aranola. He has performed like an ace throughout the entire course of his Phillies tenure since um, also, being named the starter, pretty that, much. Another thing I think this fan base needs to hold back off now is I know how excited we all are and were to sign Trey Turner. I know that it's exciting, and every single time he gets on base— It's not exciting everyone, for me at uh, all. Hold on, let me finish. Every time he gets on base or hits a rare home run, everyone's so quick to be like, Trey's back, Trey's back, Trey's no, back. He's just simply he's not. He's not back. Not at he, all. He's lucking into a home run every now and then. But Even Alex Bohm runs into a home run every now and then. Right. That's fucking Trey long. Turner is certainly not back. And also, like, he's a fine— He's fine defensively. I think that uh, a lot of this fan base overrated how good but he was. Never he was. a great right. defender. But I, never. I feel like a lot of people talk themselves into him being some great defender. Yeah. He never was. But I just the John Ham documentary. I would like to address the whole Phillies fan base. Let's hold off on saying Trey Turner is back because of one home run or one good game. Let's see some fucking consistency from a guy who is getting paid north of $300 million. I totally agree with you that. you got to give that advice to your buddy, Eric. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> yeah, Eric's well, just... I, I know that Eric loves Trey Turner. I, I do think that we're a little subjected to more of that just because of the group chat that we're in. And the people that are in it. I mean, I see it on Twitter. No, nah, I mean, like people are wait, saying, like wait, with wait. every minuscule thing Trey Turner why, does. Why do you guys care about the price tag on Bryce when it's not salary cap sport? I, I'm just saying, I don't really care about the price tag well, on you Bryce. You brought it up at least five well, times because so. I mean, this guy is a fucking MVP, two-time MVP, and he's giving you nothing, and he's making a lot of the, money. And James is also saying tag. he's worth that money. Yeah, but yeah, like, like he he definitely was when we signed him, and he and still it just is. sucks to see him perform the way he's performing. I don't right think now. he's healthy, to be honest with you. Like that, that's I'm not mad at Bryce Harper. I'm sort of mad at Bryce Harper if well, he said I want to come back now, and they listen to him because that's their fucking investment. He is their major investment. Well, I was just asking. He's the well, face of the franchise. Now we're just saying the price tag. What about it? You keep mentioning it, so I was just well, wondering I mean, why he's making a lot of he is making of, a lot of money. Right. I mean the price tag matters because you're not everyone gets paid three hundred and thirty million dollars. Otani's about like, to get a billion, by the way. When you do make that money, like you <laughs> are in an echelon of the elite in baseball, so you have to play like it. Yeah, yeah most people aren't zero point one percent of their profession also. So well, right, well right, but he's playing below his echelon that he's getting paid in. Like you I want to move. I want to move off the Harper topic because it's very sensitive to me because I'm very <laughs> spitting angry about the whole thing. We could be yeah, here for anyway. Hours. Phillies fans, please let Trey Turner have like a string of good. But games I want to talk real quick, back. like before we leave. I want to talk real quick about the trade deadline. This is all right. This wait. is this is going to be the most insane. Wait, Taylor had a Phillies thing you wanted to talk about. All right, Related. go ahead, Taylor. Let's hear. Let's hear, let's hear Taylor. The Phillies, Phillies made you happy over the weekend. You were saying a, a moment in a Phillies game. All right. <laughs> So the one that went mini viral with the Ozunia home run, uh, where he 
he hit a home run, gave Ron Washington like a long. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw that. So the fact that Ron Washington is a third base coach yes. for the Braves. Oh, I know. Is it, is it no not insane? He was in is that the still. thing that made you happy? <laughs> wait, wait, no. Just the image of Ron oh, and yeah. Ozuna, who had like the ballsiest DUI. Oh yeah. I've oh seen yeah. Any. And we all know Ron Washington's, you know, past. Yeah, you he, know, he likes and, a little cocaine. Oh yeah, he loved the cocaine. But he's also like 80 years old, which is I, yeah. even funnier. Yeah, I, I mean, that that makes me smile every time I see Ron Washington on the fucking diamond. But the thing with Ozuna was just ironic, I guess. But it was just funny, like, the moment that they had together. It's like, yeah. man, these guys really just got away with whatever the fuck they wanted. And oh, yeah. I would also... I would because be, of baseball. Now, that, I, I, we, that's a good one, actually. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about Kyle Schwarber falling yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> Wait, absolutely, what, Taylor, in, in the you game? You would have cracked the fuck up. It was, it was funny because he laughed, but, like, he is such a buffoon. He is. I mean, Watching really him is. run, I just need... Like, all I hear is the Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Like, I oh, know yeah. we said this last week, but all I hear is Fred they Flintstone. They need to get him out of the field ASAP. So, yeah, Seamus, end this with your trade deadline. Well, the whole, I mean, this trade deadline is going to be insane because I think going into this season, we were all expecting the Phillies to be in contention pretty much. And we all felt that a pressing need come August 1st would be pitching, right? Wrong. They do not need pitching at this trade deadline. They, they need another starter probably because that five slot is a disaster. But dude, they need a bat. They need a number five starter. So yeah, they do need pitching, but they need a fucking bat. Like I never thought like with this lineup, that I'd be saying, yeah, the Phillies need to trade for a bat. And yeah, they, I mean, they it, 100% need more offense. It's fucking can, staggering to me. You, you could maybe hold on for Andrew Painter, hopefully, maybe. No, know, I mean, I would crossed. still go out and try to get Stroman or right, see what I'm not saying, B- I'm they not want saying for Bieber. But, no, but I'm I think a saying, bat like, is honestly maybe. probably more pressing. Yeah, I, I think a bat is more pressing. Than and Christopher Sanchez, yeah. for what it's worth, been doing his job through the rotation so far. And I was not a fan of him getting that that job, getting selected for the, for the five for the five uh, fifth starter spot, but Christopher Sanchez has been doing a good job. Listen, I go out and do what you got to do. The Cardinals are a fucking disaster. They're probably going to make Arenado available and Goldschmidt. I would 100% package Alec Bowman and trade for fucking Nolan Arenado. I don't think anybody would not do that except for well, a certain Twitter account. But Did yeah. you ask Reese Hoskins? Is he okay with it? Uh, yeah, we, we got to make sure Reese wants Nolan Arenado in the lineup. But I'm just saying that's probably not going to happen because the Phillies are very high on Boehm. For some reason, he's a slap hitting 267 hitter. But um, I'm just trying to kick your ass, Alec. But uh, I, I think they'll try to get Paul Goldschmidt because I think he's certainly going to become available. But if not, go get Lane Thomas in Washington. He's hitting over 300. Duke can play a nice defense. Uh, can play all the corners, both corner outfield spots. Uh, he's having an unbelievable year for Washington. Young player. Go get Lane Thomas if you can't get Goldschmidt. That's all I got. All right. I guess that's it then. That's it. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Well, me and Pat are going to go get some wings and drink some beer tonight at me where too. are we going? Boathouse. We're Flanagan's going to Boathouse. Boathouse in Conshohocken. Bennigan's Boathouse. What? Flanagan's. That's an Irish name if I've ever heard it. <laughs> they have chicken parm on the menu? I don't know. Probably not. But uh, yeah, we're going to have I'm some wings and have and some beers this. and we're going to FaceTime Vince. No, we're not. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, Follow us on the socials at Nosebleeds PHL. We're going to be giving away um, tickets to Vince. the Pornhub convention. Vince. And we're going to try to give Vince a car. <laughs> we're, we're starting a GoFundMe tower, by yeah, the way. I'm working on that, all right? It, it won't be long, boys. I'm, I got things in motion. All right, man. Love you. Love you, all guys. Right. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for listening. See you guys Nile, next week. we love you, buddy. Peace. Stay golden. Go Phils. Go Birds.